Welcome to Six Count. I'm your host, Sarah Wild, bringing you the voices and stories of jazz from Durham, North Carolina. Laura, thank you so much for joining Six Count on this Saturday evening with all of these lovely people here. Hello, hello. (laughs) And actually, I'm going to do a really fast spin around the room and we'll see how this goes. I am Joe McPhail, musician, keyboards and drums. And past Six Count guest. I am a musician and I play drums. And who are you? Oh, I'm Kurt Strasener. <laughs> who also runs the Monday Jazz Jam at the Cave in Chapel Hill with the yeah. Halo Trio. Hey, I'm Sarah Jogorosi. I'm a producer, composer, jazz pianist. Hey, Edric. Uh, just guest and dancer. <laughs> yes. Imani, guest and Lindy Hopper. An award-winning soloist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Shakyam Muldrow. I'm a tenor saxophone player. I'm Micah. I'm a musician, photographer, and dancer. I'm Ben. I'm just here as a dancer. I'm Sue. I also love to dance. I'm Abby. I'm a Lindy Hopper. I'm John. I'm I'm just here to hang out. (laughs) I'm Sarah. I'm here to hang out. Uh, Correction, future dancers. So, (laughs) okay, so we are here to hear about the latest album that you released, the third one for your uh, Mint Julep Jazz Band. So will you share about why you decided that this was the moment to commemorate the music through an album? Well, we had planned to record a third album in 2020 and then the pandemic. We just like, I feel like that's going to be the story for everyone, or at least for a little while, you know, blah, 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 I was going to do a thing, but the pandemic right. happened. And right. yeah, and then we sort of had rescheduled it, <laughs> I think one or two times. Right. And then, you know, Delta variant or whatever uh, caused that to, to not happen. So then by the time we did feel safe enough to record, it was way past time to release a third album. And so we should totally do this. But that didn't mean that we hadn't, you know, we still we were still preparing music throughout the pandemic. And it seemed like Watch the Birdie was a good, you know, like, are we free from the pandemic? And I wanted everything to be really upbeat and fun and, you know, everything that we had missed. And you are a dancer, a beautiful dancer yourself. How much of the album was thinking about how it could be danced too? Because you have a global audience who are comprised swing dancers as well. I mean, that's, it's 100%. Like, can we dance to this? And so that informs all of our decisions in terms of our repertoire. But in terms of what went on the album, you know, it's like, okay, what do we, what is solid? What do we need to record? And also what would we like to record? And so it's a mix of some tried and true songs, but also some new things. Very cool. Is there any you would like to spotlight or something about the album that you want a listener to engage with and appreciate? Uh, (laughs) That's funny. Someone was just talking about like the joy in swing music. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that this is a particularly joyful album. But if you think about lyrically, I think a lot of a lot of jazz songs that people ask me to sing are love songs. And I want to sing songs about everything, like not just love, because there's a lot of fun and like a range of emotions. And so I would challenge listeners 
to, okay, what is this song about? And some of it is very silly. <laughs> like potato chips or what? No, I, well, we don't have a food song. I keep mm-hmm. hoping Keenan will write a food song <laughs> for us. But um, like, for example, Old Man Mose uh, was written by Louis Armstrong. And it's about a dead guy oh. in a house. Okay, he's walking around, or is no, he just dead he's in the just house? Dead, and these kids are like looking in the window, and they're like, "He's dead. He's definitely dead." No, 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 no. Like, he's really dead. I think he's dead. No, he's dead. Okay. <laughs> so that that was the silly one. <laughs> it was one of the silly ones. Yeah, yeah. In addition to love and joy, what are some other what are some other emotions that you hope people get from it? Well, uh, one is like, I would say frustration is probably the, the first two, um, because watch the birdie is like, I don't know, you're, maybe you're hitting on this like hot guy and like, I want to take a picture. You want to like, you know, there's a, maybe a movie contract in it. I don't know. Like yeah. we're doing this pitch and then some guy keeps getting in the picture and you're like, Hey, get out of the way. Like wow. that's frustration. You know, yeah. I'm not getting the picture I want. I mean, this is ridiculous, right? <laughs> but then, um, also, uh, frustration with milk and keep those bottles quiet okay uh, so you have just like loud milkmen who used to come door to door yeah and and the narrator is working uh, a swing shift mm. you know in a world war ii era factory and she's trying to get some sleep and the milkman just like is super loud coming up <laughs> clanking the bottles like are you you know are you throwing it on the ground what are you doing milkman and he's yeah. she's so it's her like please she's imploring him mm. to be quiet I feel like Lindy Hop is all about it's it's a small pleasure where it's like each dance can be its own memory. And so I feel like I'm hearing a lot of the mundane and how that also can have depth to it. And so I like how a lot of swing dance songs talk about things that aren't these lofty emotions, but are about real life. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think that like particularly Milkman, I mean, that's like a little time capsule because the milk itself coming in bottles and being delivered and then also like women working in, you know, wartime factories like that was a whole you know feminist like evolution and so there's 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 more than just frustration to unpack with that like when you dig into the history of the song which is another reason i find it really interesting now let's pretend your audience are world cup participants who's doing the best in terms of the reception of your album because you do have an international audience so who (laughs) is winning i hope it's the united states it's actually not the united states is it italy is it italy i I posted online about it being Italy because every time I go check our stats on Spotify (laughs) Italy is like it's like heads several I mean they're just Italy's you got to catch up like it's going to take a while do you have gigs there or do you want to have more gigs there is this an invitation (laughs) for people to invite you there I feel like I put out the call like please I love you Italy like I own a 64 Vespa (laughs) like there's so much love here Mm, like I love your food yes I love your culture. I love your wine. Um, I love your Amaro. Like, please take me. (laughs) I've always wanted a light mint green Vespa and to ride around town in heels. I just think you couldn't do better in life after that. Exactly. Only you wouldn't ride in heels and you would be in full gear because safety first. Safety first. Safety first. first. Okay. I'm going to take a question from the audience. Uh, What TV show are you currently watching right now? Andor, because Lucian wanted to watch it. Okay. (laughs) Good spouse. Good spouse. My my husband is is the Star Wars fan. And I don't, I, I mean, I enjoy it, but it's not something that I grew up with. I did not see the three older Star Wars films until I was in my 20s. And so Lucian and I did this, we did this experiment where I didn't watch them in like time release order. I watched them in chronological story order. 
And then he asked me, all right, well, then how, how are the older films in that context? And so now I'm kind of on that journey, but I think I'm caught up now, like, because I think Andor, we're still trying to figure out where that fits into the time frame. Right. And you and Lucian are quite the power couple in, in the jazz world. What's something that <laughs> a normal, I guess, swing dancer wouldn't know about y'all, despite a fairly public persona? I would say um, we were both ska kids. What does that mean? Oh, so Scott, Scott is a genre of music uh, that originated uh, in Jamaica in the 1960s, had subsequent like second wave, like in the late 70s, early 80s, and then a third wave when I was in high school in the late 90s, and Lucian actually played in a ska band. And so in terms of how we got together, it was a combination of jazz and ska that brought us together. Um, he used to play in a ska band in high school. I ran into him at a ska show. Oh, like, like first meeting? That's where you like laid eyes on each other? Well, we laid eyes on each other. He was playing in a jazz concert series that I was organizing for the student union. And so I knew him like by sight from there. But then when he showed up at the ska show, I was like, whoa, this dude likes ska too. Like <laughs> maybe I should talk to this guy. Did you make the first move? Actually, yeah, I made I because I went up. I was like, "Hey, I didn't know you like Scott." And then he's like, "Yeah," and then he skanked away. Like, <laughs> in the beginning of a long love story. Yes, yes. The 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 subsequent meeting went much better. Okay. <laughs> cool. Singing or dancing? I would say if we're talking like pure enjoyment, it's dancing because singing is a job. It is. Like it takes a lot of work. And at this point in my dancing, I mean, I'm still learning things, but it's not as harrowing. Like I don't, I have no qualms about dancing in public, but I still get nervous singing. So Hmm. I'm going to, and I've been doing dancing longer for sure. And I'm probably doing dance. I hope I'll be doing dancing longer than I'll be singing. Okay. Because eventually this is going to crap out, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, you'll just still sing forever. (laughs) What do you do to give yourself a pep talk? Or do you do that? I mean, do you stare in the mirror and say you are badass, like you could do it? Or what do you say before you go on? Um, that's a good question. I'm not sure I try to think about it too much. Okay, opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because if I think, if I dwell on it, then I do this thing where my legs start shaking, like, uh-huh. involuntarily, and I don't want to yeah. do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I try to stay focused on what's going on on stage mm. and not what's going on in the audience. Okay. Um, and for the most part, that's easy to do at a dance because the dancers aren't looking at you. They're engaged in a dance. And so they're not, they're paying attention to you, but they're not paying attention right. to you. And they're engaging with you in a creative activity. But like, it's really hard when you perform in front of like, sit down a concert, because everyone is like staring at you. And so I probably do have to take think about like, okay, take deep breaths. We can do this. Yeah. Um, The words will come. (laughs) Because I would say the thing I get most nervous about is actually uh, coming up with things to talk about between songs. Oh, yeah. The banter, because you've got to also be a stand up. You got to give the historical little tidbit or, but I love that stuff. I mean, sometimes when yeah. I'm at a dance and someone's trying to talk like, how long have you been dancing? It's like, I want to hear the historical <laughs> tidbit. I don't want to talk right now. Talk to me. We're done. This dance was over. Um, <laughs> and I, that's interesting to hear that. Cause I feel like you just exude confidence and I just can't imagine you being nervous. And I'm just wondering, like, have you always felt like you've had a strong voice where, and this isn't, I guess, specifically dance or singing related, where you felt comfortable just sharing your mind. I love that about you. 
probably not. I mean, I was, it was very much a, you know, be seen and not heard kind of situation. Mm. And I was an only child. And so I spent a lot of time by myself. Mm. Um, had to be perfect, I bet. I as also own. had to be perfect because I'm an only child and, I'm a, you know, type A. So I'm already a perfectionist. And then my mother uh, was an educator and she, um, she was pretty, pretty, pretty hard on me. <laughs> okay. yeah. And so I would say I was hesitant to share my opinions previously because I probably didn't have any, you know, mm-hmm. like any, anything meaningful to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so what changed? Um, I'm going to say law school actually. Okay. <laughs> um, cause I mean, I, I went to college and I, study communications but it wasn't until I would say I mean you have to like grow up a little bit and then you also have to like find your power and sometimes that comes in different places I would say like right now if I'm like using my cloud and sharing my opinions my hope is is that it's doing some good within the swing dance community Mm -hmm. or some good in the legal community or helping people understand what's going on in the legal community Mm -hmm. um, in terms of sharing my opinions but i also have to like toe the line because i can't be too overt um although i guess my clients don't always know who i am like Mm -hmm. like i had a very personal (laughs) relationship i went from a practice area where i had a very personal relationship with my clients and now i don't and so like I couldn't be so outspoken about political things, but okay. I will open my mouth so wide in the swing dance community <laughs> and say all the things that need to be said yeah. um, because this is a comfortable space for me mm-hmm. and I have privilege here and I want to use that privilege for good. I like that. So it's there's a sense of I do have a platform within this community and so let's say the things that need to be said. and. Swing dance is such a microcosm for a lot of these larger issues that are happening and um, conversations mm-hmm. that should be having. Absolutely. I wish I, we had an hour, but everyone wants to get to the swing dance or <laughs> elsewhere in Durham. Um, so we're going to wrap up quickly. But anything else you want to share about any upcoming projects or gigs that you're going to be doing or anything with your work right now? I mean, I'm still kind of getting rid of T-shirts from <laughs> the album release. If anybody wants a T-shirt, call me. Um, and actually, we are still dealing with the album release because we are uh, releasing vinyl. And the process to release vinyl is a lot longer than I had anticipated, not only because of the process of, you know, they send you, you know, samples and you have to listen to them and then you give them feedback like this, this, you know, like we had to send it back because it wasn't it wasn't something we wanted to release. And so now I have batch two sitting on my kitchen table that I need to listen to. Okay. And then once that happens, you know, the, the manufacturing process for vinyl right now, because vinyl is in such great demand, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, I don't know when I'm going to get these records. It might be May. It might be after May. I think it's exciting because when I say I'm releasing vinyl, people get really excited about yeah, that, yeah. which I find um, interesting considering, you know, on the other end CDs, of the spectrum, yeah. Like Spotify is is free and then but they're excited about the album. And so it's like either we're doing this really old technology or we're doing this really new technology and nothing in between. Um, But I also I mean, I collect records, so I I get it. But all of my records are old. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think we'll ever get to the point where they'll have vinyl in like Harris Theater? Because there used to be CDs at the checkout line along with, you know, Cosmopolitan and People Magazine. I hope that one day we could go back to that, but I, who knows? That's a good question. And I would, my my inclination would be to say no, just because records are so heavy and they take up so much yeah, space. That's true, yes. It's a bit hard to have next to like the Tic Tacs. Right, right. The Tic Tacs are going to be like this tiny little, little thread here and then this giant 12 by 12, you know, disc. Right. It'll take up way too much real estate. 
you know we need to put like at least five snacks in this place yeah instead of the the record (laughs) so to be determined how all of that uh shakes out but any question from the audience or reactions before we close how about your laugh one of the good things about my childhood was that i was around a lot of women who had a really robust laugh so it was never that was one instance where i was not told to be quiet like i was you know you could laugh and laugh fully and loudly and and enjoyably and so I just kept doing that. But then I moved to other places and people didn't laugh as loud. And then I was really loud. And so I, I don't know where, how that became a thing amongst my like family's like circle of friends in Beaufort, North Carolina. But um, yeah, it has a, the joke is that it has a three block radius. And so if you hear me laughing and they're like, oh, there's Laura. And I can also carry over the band, apparently, because people use that as like a homing device to find me at dances. Well, thank you so much, Laura. I hope that we can do this again because I want to talk about so many other aspects of your life, but anything you want to share with the Six Count uh, community or jazz community, all of that? I don't know. Come out dancing. That would be my biggest suggestion. I know people always ask when we're playing locally and all of our local gigs are dances. Mm -hmm. And so um, if you're going to wait until we play a concert, it may not happen Mm -hmm. um, because I like playing dances. Yes. And concerts are hard. (laughs) (laughs) And where might someone find more information about that? You can go to mintjulebjazzman.com or you can follow us on Instagram. It's really me. And you can also find us on Facebook and on Spotify. Very cool. And the Triangle Swing Dance Society Facebook page is another great resource as well. Thank you so much, Laura. Thanks for having me. And thank you, audience. Thank you for listening to Six Count. I'm Zara Wild. You can let us know what you thought of the episode or recommend a guest by emailing us at sixcountpodcast at gmail.com or by finding us on Twitter or Instagram at sixcountpodcast. If you'd like to support our work in telling the story of jazz in Durham, you can make a gift to the show by following the link in our episode description. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>